I support the Black Lives Matter movement. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Martin Luther King Jr. Welcome to Folklore Friday. A werewolf can be killed only with a silver bullet. Because I'm the chosen one and there are vampires? You're the boy who lived. You made us what we are, didn't you? You in danger, girl. My name is Sabrina Spellman and I will not sign it away. Am I dead? We don't allow black magic. Witches aren't real. Once the world was full of wonders, but it belongs to humans now. I myself am strange and unusual. And now time for some everyday folklore. Hello, strangelings. Okay, so part of lore is ideas and concepts that circulate that are incorrect. Everybody has come across this, whether it be information about your town, your community, your religion. Man, there's some very strange rumors about religion and it, nobody is unaffected by this. It just, it just happens. And what's funny is oftentimes misconceptions that can easily be debunked still circulate. So what I'm going to talk about today is one of those is misquoting. Now, a book that is often misquoted is Alice in Wonderland. And I get it. It's really easy to do, especially with a few different movies. And there's like recreations out there of this classic tale. And the book's it's kind of like a it's a thick book. Not a lot of parents are going to be reading the Lewis Carroll version to their children because it's just kind of language that we just don't use and kids would kind of get bored. I'm reading it now at night when as I fall as I try to fall asleep, I've been reading it and it's yeah, it's a little thick. I can't really see myself reading that to my nieces and nephews. So I found a lot of quotes scattered around the Internet, especially Pinterest. And there was one I read, and just by reading it, just the quote alone, I, I thought, there's no way this is from the book. There's just no way. So here it is. You, he said, are a terribly real thing in a terribly false world. And that, I believe, is why you are in so much pain. <sighs> Isn't that lovely? It's very lovely. But okay, so... That has been said to be from Alice in Wonderland. Um, really? What character would say that? And to who? Alice? Are you kidding me? That's like a very real, like, 
thing and there's like a social commentary about society and like and how we are and how things are you know like false and just representing an image that is nothing to do with Alice in Wonderland. Alice was a curious little girl who was adventurous and ran off to chase rabbits and had no problem trying different potions to make herself a different size. That quote would completely change the narrative of this adventure of Alice in Wonderland. So it's actually from a book by Emily Autumn, and it's a psychological thriller called The Asylum for Wayward Victorian Girls. Now that, you can see how that quote would easily fit in there. But there's no way (laughs) that could ever be from Alice in Wonderland. So I definitely cross-checked it a lot. So... That's my point. So when you come across, especially when you're researching, I do a lot of researching when I try to, you know, I try to learn about different aspects of folklore. And I always try to cross-reference because you can't just take things at face value. So especially with a lot of false information out there, cross-referencing, especially from reputable sources, is always the best. It's just always good to double check everything you research. And there's this great website that I found, and it's called This Is Not Alice, and it is dedicated to correcting Alice in Wonderland quotes that have been misquoted. And also it gives them their proper citation because that's kind of crappy. Think about that. She wrote this really introspective thing and people are saying, oh, that was just Lewis and Carol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that like nonsensical book. I was, it was from that. No, it wasn't from that at all. So, yeah. So this website's really cool. And then she it's it's interesting. All the different things that she references and it's, it's really cool. So check that out and always remember to cross reference as you research. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Hello again, my little strangelings. So, how are you doing? Personally, I am fed up with this pandemic for multiple reasons. And I know it's affecting everyone differently. This is horrible. This is a horrible thing that's happening. There's not enough I can say on that topic. For me, I'm starting to lose my mind just a little bit. Am I grateful that I have a home? Yes. That I have a husband and a beautiful little dog? Yes. Very grateful. I'm not grateful for the fact that I'm an extrovert in a very opposite than extrovert time. It's really, it's really starting to affect me. (sighs) I hate it (laughs) so much. But, you know, it's hard to be one of those silver linings people because it's like, oh, well, there's always a silver lining. No, I don't really think there is right now. (laughs) Isn't that horrible? So I was holding out for a while to see if my job would Um, call me and say, hey, you can come back to work. But it was just verified that they don't know when they're going to have that happen or if there is even a job for me purely due to the pandemic. So, I mean, I knew it was coming, but still sucks. So I've decided in the new year, I'm going to start looking for a job. But in the meantime, I'm going to give everything I can to the podcast and YouTube. So, you know, send me lots of love because I need it. (laughs) I'm okay, really. Thanks for letting me vent. 
Also, if you haven't skipped over this woe is me rant, I wanted to give a thank you to all of my listeners. And I really want to tell you that I appreciate it a lot. I started this thing because it's something that I really care about. And I've been wanting to do it for a while. So I guess the only good thing still sucks that's happened with this pandemic is I've had a lot of time and I'm finally starting to do videos, which I am also pretty passionate about too. So I got some new statistics and there were some new areas on my little global map of listeners. And so that was exciting. Right now I'm I have listeners in the US, Canada, Australia, the UK, Germany, and Israel. So that's exciting. I want to branch out more and I'm hoping to do more global kind of lore. Right now I'm kind of focusing on the US and European lore, but eventually I want to branch out. So what you can do to help me is message me. Message me on Instagram, Folklore Friday Podcast. Friday is set aside. Tell me something that you want to learn about. I am all ears because I have all day. <laughs> no, really, I want to learn. So, and let me know. And please, if you're, I know there's there's a chunk of you that kind of like always tune in. Just follow me. I hate asking to rate and review. But yes, if you could please rate and review because I would like to get some momentum with this and see where it can go. Tell your friends if they're strangelings like you. So I don't really have an intro chit chat section for this one because we recorded it with Cecily and Nathan right after we did the unicorn lore section. It was it was a very long day. We definitely fed them and I was proud because Cecily is not only a vegan, she's a gluten-free vegan. So that day I did cook for them and ha, pat myself on the back. I actually made her meal. So that's cool. I always feel good when I can do that. What else was I going to say? Usually I write out stuff. Oh, mostly. So in this episode, I'm joined by my husband, Chris. And Cecily and Nathan Romano, which are a couple. <laughs> oh my gosh. I shouldn't have recorded this. I'm in a weird mood. Um, but I wanted to say something quick about them. Oh my gosh, leaf blower again. <sighs> One day I'll have a house. One day. And I'll have a soundproof room. One day. So, you know, subscribe and tell your friends so I can get ads and, you know, money. <laughs> One day. Okay, where was I? Oh, yeah, Cecily and Nathan. They're great. We've been hanging out with them a lot during basically like quarantine and beyond. And so and I just wanted to say I'm so grateful. They have dogs. We have a dog. We go on walks. It's just very, very nice. They came over last night and we played board game. Board games? See, this is what happens when you don't see anyone all day. It's like I can't talk. I saw the mailman and it was like the first time I had spoken in a day. And I think it was around one o'clock and I was like, hi, how are you? I sounded like like a little choir boy going through puberty because I hadn't said anything all day. Oh, what was me? I'm rambling. But yeah, so this episode is quite fun. We watched The Last Unicorn, which is a very, very trippy, trippy, trippy movie from 1982. Check it out. And I hope you enjoy. All I want to know is... If you've seen other unicorns like me somewhere in the world. You can find the others if you are brave. They passed down all the roads long ago and the Red Bull ran close behind them and covered their footprints. 
Oh, I could never leave this forest. But I must know if I am the only unicorn left in the world. So we are talking about the movie, The Last Unicorn, that it came over and they watched with us. So we've had a very full evening. Oh my gosh, it's almost nine o'clock. <laughs> but so what did you guys think about the movie? Loved it. Thought it was fantastic. Hi. Um, oh, that's right. We were talking about, I forget now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about extinction. So to give you an idea of what The Last Unicorn is about, there's one single unicorn. Oh. What was that? Spoiler alert to that one. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> it's the last unicorn. The last unicorn, yeah. There's one. <laughs> I was like, what did I say? <laughs> but there's two horns. Oh, yeah. At one point, she mm. has two horns. So she's looking for the rest of her kind. And basically, there's this whole quest to find the rest of her kind. She meets some interesting people on the way. And then she gets turned into a human. So that she's disguised from something called the Red Bull. And this was before <laughs> the drink. Long before. The last unicorn came out in 1982. Yeah. So. Red Bull came out. <gasps> 91. Don't know. No. Oh. no. <laughs> I was like, no that way. Seems too, that seems like, way too soon. No <laughs> Murphy, you're getting really close to my face. We don't know when Red Bull came out. Murph. Hey. So I got this little <laughs> handle. Come here, Murph. Their dog was just getting in, in my face. And I, I didn't want to be like. Yeah, the first, the first, yeah, just first time I heard Red Bull, I, I didn't think they said Red Bull. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought like Red Bull or Red something, something else. Yeah, but not like this. Right, giant and then, and then later in the movie, it ended up being an actual Red Bull spirit. I'm like, what? Yeah. So was, maybe that maybe that was the inspiration for the drink. Because <laughs> it'll you know you drink it and then you feel this energy. Well, I mean, if Red Bull gives you wings. I feel like it would be inspired from that. Red Bull it hides your unicorns in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, this movie, it, it was kind of all over. It it, it was really was. There was like a few moments. They played the same song like multiple times, which I'm not a fan of. Um, I was really like, why are we hearing this again? <laughs> but I, I'd say, even though it's an animated film, it's a little dark for children. I don't know if this would be like my go-to for my my niece, my five-year-old niece or my nephews. Because it was kind of like, even as an adult, I'm like, this is dark. <laughs> I think like somebody's got to be like at least 12. Yeah. PG-13 animation. I mean... I was like a real mental late bloomer, so I probably wouldn't have got it unless I was like 14. Like, <laughs> otherwise, I would have been like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Help! <laughs> it was definitely like the story got more and more interesting when she turns. Oh, man, there's so many. I I wrote down Innocence Lost felt like a reoccurring theme mm -hmm. because. Um, oh, yeah. Well, she teams up with this magician named... Schmendrick. Okay, I was trying to remember it and I was yeah. like, Schmier. Smiley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Smedrick the magician, and he wasn't the best magician. Voiced by Alan Arkin. Mm hmm. Oh, MASH? Is he in MASH? I don't know. Alan Arkin, he that's the guy. That. He was in The Aviator. Hold on. I. <laughs> I got his face. I can't that. say his face. Alan Arkin. He's in Little Miss Sunshine. Yes. Yeah, he's the grandpa. Yes. Oh, yeah. that guy. Uh, okay. That's okay. um, 
What else you is this bro in? Burt Wonderstone. Okay. Oh, is it really? No, it's Rance Holloway. Rance Holloway. Wow. That's yeah. you must have been young. Okay, I was thinking of Alan Alda. Yeah, I know who you're thinking of, and then it's not who that is. No, it's weird. That's strange. He must have been quite young. So yeah, he plays Schmendrick. I am Schmendrick, the magician. I have to read that was it. it. Oh wow. I would not <laughs> guess that. It was very interesting because it like so this witch like captures the unicorn and she has this little carnival and she like enchants like regular animals to look like mythological creatures. But because like when humans see the unicorn, they just see her as a horse. She put this like fake horn on her head. So that's what Nathan said earlier. There was two horns. And then Schmendrick is like, I must set you free. But there's a part where he he's trying to help her, but his his magic skills aren't the best. And he says, you deserve the aid of a great magician, but you'll have to settle for a secondhand pickpocket. And then he helps her out. <laughs> yeah, because he stole the keys. Yeah. He tries a bunch of stuff to free her with magic and almost kills her in the process. And then he's like, but I stole the keys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He tries all this other stuff. And there's a part where he's like wrestling with like the guy that's like guarding the animals. And he does say something that I wrote down that I thought was funny. He's like, I'll set all your toenails to grow inward. And I just thought that was like a really great threat yeah. because if he's a magician, <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> like, and that's something he probably could do. Yeah. <laughs> Simple spell. Yeah. He just like yeah. weird stuff. Yeah. Oh, I want to mention the butterfly at the beginning of the film. This poor um, character yes. gets this information from this butterfly that isn't what you think of a butterfly. It's like as butterfly wings and has this fat little furry body, has a jacket, like a bomber hat and a scarf and, and just speaks in riddles. Little John Lennon glasses. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> yeah, true. A little respectful butterfly. Do you know who I am? Excellent. Well, you're a fishmonger. You're my everything. You are my sunshine. You're old and gray and full of sleep. You're my pickle-faced consumptive marriage. It was very strange. It, it was it was kind I of know, like, like like riddles and well like sing sing song. He he speaks in lyrics, song lyrics and stuff, and he. Uh-huh. And he took 20 minutes to tell her that about a red bull. <laughs> and she just kept on being like, why am I even asking you? <laughs> yeah, it just kept you know, going red rover, red rover and all these like things that you recognize. But she kept trying to get information and it was really complicated. Say my name then. If you know my name, tell it to me. Your name is a golden bell hung in my heart. I would break my body to pieces to call you once by your name. Say it if you know. Rumpelstiltskin, gotcha. So that was, I feel like this would be a great movie to watch if you were high. I don't get high, but I imagine and this by is... high, she means on LSD. Oh, sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a movie that people are like, let's let's smoke some weed and then watch a weird cartoon. I, th- I think that that has happened a number of times with that with this movie for I, sure. Yeah, I could see that. I thought one one part that was interesting was the 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 madam. The, who was that? The, the witch lady. Yeah, she at oh, her freak mommy show. Bar- Fortuna. So strange. I know. Mommy um, Fortuna. At her little carnival, midnight carnival, that's what it is. Midnight carnival. When it's revealed that, you know, it's not really a manticore and it's not really, you know, whatever someone was looking at, a dragon. 
it's a spell that you can see through if you know what real magic is and that wasn't if you you'll mm. see what you want to see basically is what they're saying yeah and i thought that was an interesting theme to have because everybody was just seeing what they wanted to see um like at the at the end when the unicorn like she is she doesn't know what she sees in the ocean anymore because she doesn't she forgot that she was a unicorn she forgot mm-hmm. so she's not trying to see any unicorns so but she was just looking out at the sea feeling empty because that's what she wanted to see because she was like, I don't know who I am. But um, if she was still the unicorn, she probably would have seen all the unicorns in the ocean. And that's sort of an interesting theme, I think. Like People can be convinced of anything if that's what they're paying to see. You, If you look for something, you're going to find it. That kind of thing. I That's a really good point. Um, especially like in the media and the way things are um, portrayed. Mm-hmm. Like with celebrities or certain lifestyles with like Instagram, you're seeing kind of what you want to see, but you're not realizing like maybe with that picture is super, super posed and super staged. Mm-hmm. And if you think about how many marriages fall apart in Hollywood, everyone's like, Oh, they're so great. And I'm like, they're probably cheating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. There's like, a lot of things. And you see it with Schmendrick too. Like <laughs> his, I don't think his magic changed well, uh, throughout the movie because he was still doing stuff. He just had to believe in himself. So at first he thought he wasn't, a great wizard or magician. So of course he didn't think that the magic he was doing was great or impressive at all. But at the end he was doing some like real stuff and he was like, yes, I am a magician. I became blah, 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 because that's what he wanted to see in himself now because he believed in the transformation that he saw. That's a good perspective. When Schmendrick, Mm -hmm. gosh, it's just hard to try to make a serious point after his name. When in the beginning he was he was using his magic to help the situation he was in and try to um, further his powers, he was getting real world uh, practice. And then once he got to the tower where Sauron, Sauron or Saruman, <laughs> Christopher Lee, <laughs> Saruman, Saruman, who um, was also in a tower, uh, Christopher Lee voiced this character. He used his magic to do card tricks and juggling oranges. So it was interesting to see. Count Dooku. Count Dooku. <laughs> all the same. He was in this tower uh, doing card tricks, which is also. He was a king in the movie. He was a king. Right. He was uh, doing. Uh, Parlor tricks. Yeah. The guy that was entertaining mm-hmm. King Dooku. And it was just interesting <laughs> that magic, meaning you can cast spells that will uh, either defend you or protect you out in the real world translates within these walls to I'm going to do a card trick and the king was not impressed he wasn't even watching him so not only was he becoming a fool doing parlor tricks but he wasn't even being watched and this king was very weird like he liked watching oh he like he popped up everywhere okay so to give to give context they they travel they're on this quest it's Schmendrick releases the unicorn and then Smendrick gets captured and she helps him and then they pick up this woman named Molly and that part is weird because she's like older and she's married and then when she sees the unicorn she starts crying and she says things like why didn't you find me when I was younger Ha, ha, ha.
That was it. Was just there was a lot of tears in this movie. The, yeah, and the then like, like twenty seconds later, she goes, "I forgive you." That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and forgave the unicorn right away for not showing up when yeah, she was younger. Forgave the unicorn for something that was not her fault. Right. Uh, yeah. It was, and the unicorn's just like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> yeah, that was strange. Can you really see her? Do you really know what she is? If you had been waiting to see a unicorn. As long as I have. She's the last unicorn in the world. It would be the last unicorn in the world that came to Molly Crew. It's all right. I forgive you. And then she joins the quest, and then eventually the Red Bull finds them, and Schmendrick turns the unicorn into a woman, and they and they called her Lady. Amalfia. Amalfia, yes. And but pretty when, common name, yeah. Yeah, yeah super common. Smedric and Amalfia. Yeah. Whatever. And then Molly. Like <laughs> the woman that goes with them. Just to give you if I start laughing, it's because Nathan Cecily's dog is for some reason he wants to be right by he my is face. All about you. He loves you. <laughs> uh, but um, so they Smendrick turns her into a woman. She's naked. She's very naked. I mean, there's no specific parts, meaning nipples or things like that. But when he turns into a woman, she starts crying. She's like, what have you done to me? And he's very like, upset to be a woman. Yeah. She's yeah. like a human woman. You know, the a very Not striking line is I can feel this body dying all around me. I was yeah, like, like Whoa. Ooh. and then I was like trying to focus like, can I feel mine dying? <laughs> <laughs> oh you thinking the same? I, I can also feel my body dying around me. I Anytime thought, I'm tired. <laughs> I thought that was really Something special, though. That was good. I can feel this body dying all around me. It was... The unicorn is used to being immortal. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what. That's the big... Mm -hmm. Oh, there was another part earlier where they're... Okay, when they're at the um, Mommy Fortuna's mm -hmm. little carnival, there's a harpy yeah. that she captures... But it's like a real mythological creature. She didn't do anything to it. And th there's talk. Sh Schmendrick. Gotta come up with a nickname for that man. I can't keep saying. You're right. I, Nathan, I can't say his name and then be like, oh, here's the my wizard. Thought. Yeah. So the magician. Uh, yeah. So they, the unicorn and the magician talk, and the unicorn says, oh, the harpy is going to end up killing her. She knew that when she captured it, like that will be the end of her. And then it did. It murdered her. And then as they're leaving, um, because Mommy Fortuna. Mommy Fortuna. Murdered, thank you. Fortuna, yeah. The unicorn says to the magician, we can't run. Uh, oh gosh, where is it? Yeah, we have to walk or else all, all immortal beings see you if you're running or, yeah, or something yeah, if you're like running that. away don't, from that. Yeah, don't run from an immortal being. It draws attention. It, yeah, that's it draws it, yeah. its attention. Yeah. I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. But yeah, that was that's that's pretty much so it. So just took a nice little stroll away from it and oh, the heart yeah. totally lost. Oh, here them. it is. You yeah. must never run from anything immortal. <laughs> it attracts their attention. And so they're like walking. But I thought that was kind of interesting because it goes along with the idea of prey, even with our dogs. If like if there's a squirrel just like hanging out, it's probably okay. But if it runs up a tree, our dog will lose his mind. <laughs> yeah. It's just that. Oh, oh, have you guys seen the it's show? It's like a T-Rex. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> it is exactly <laughs> like a T-Rex. 
<laughs> Don't move and it won't see you. Have you that totally that mentality of like predator <laughs> prey? Have you guys seen the show A Discovery of Witches? No. Oh, it's very good. It's done by the B or no. It's it's like a UK show, so you have to get it from like certain streaming channels. But it's so good because it's not like Twilight. So there's um oh. it's a witch and a vampire and they they fall in love, but there's a lot of politics, but they're adults. And unlike Twilight, they're kind of <laughs> equally matched. Mm-hmm. Like she could mess him up and he could mess her up, but in the end she's more powerful. But when they're kind of like first meeting, there's the the idea of danger is very present and he's always reminding her, I'm a predator. And there's one part where he like they're having a conversation because there's this like book and blah 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 that's important and all the magical beings want to get it and whatever and he picks up her jacket that she was running with she's not like runny and sweaty and then he like starts sniffing it um because he's a vampire (laughs) and he says you have to walk away from me very slowly (laughs) and it's like it's a little scary because he like tenses up like he's gonna chase her and she starts like walking and breathing heavy and by the time she turns around he's like gone but it, it does a very good element of showing that this isn't some, oh, romantic, he lives forever. It's like he could mess her up at any yeah. moment. That's what I usually do with people that oh I have conversations with. <laughs> if I'm just not feeling it, I'm you just like, you need to walk away slowly. Very slowly. Very slowly. I cannot be accountable <laughs> if you run. So don't. I have it on DVD. <laughs> it's, it's really good. It's, I, it's so good. I'm not just. Uh, on my phone, by the way, I was looking at a transcript of no the movie it. because I was curious about that dang butterfly. <laughs> I don't know what you see. I'm talking to, to it's the caterpillar the from here. Alice Well, um, it's I very was, similar. I was reading through the <clears throat> nonsense, and then <laughs> and then the unicorn says, it "Serves me right for talking to you." Butterflies only know what they've heard. Right. So this just oh. snippets of things that he's overhearing. And I didn't so it's only repeating things. It's like a parrot. Yeah. So he's just trying to communicate using like things he's already heard. It's yeah. like Bumblebee. I remember the, in the unicorn Transformers. Saying exactly. That. Oh yeah, but yeah. yeah, Bumblebee does it way better. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got a lot more to work. Yeah, with. radio yeah. and stuff. Hmm. Well, that's oh, interesting. That makes more sense because he was repeating like nursery rhymes and, and songs and things. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So going back to yeah, this. He should listen to more just normal conversations. <laughs> yeah. And then it might be a little easier for everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he picked up props, though. So he wasn't just. Oh, yeah. yeah. He did have little he had, butterfly like, little props. hats and all he this was, weird yeah. stuff. He into it. But yeah. it was, yeah. It's, it's... So getting back. So in the story. To give you an idea, because when I listen to reviews and they're just like, what about this? What about that? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so they they pick up Molly and she's like, well, I'm going with you after she's like, why didn't you show up? And then turns her into a woman. And when she's a woman, she's sad. She cries. And then they just decide they need to stay somewhere to hide out from the Red Bull. And so they go to King Haggard, like Nathan was saying, that Christopher Lee does the voice for. And it's just the king and his son and when they get to the <laughs> castle there's like guards with like little like knights with masks on and they they go up to see the king and then the guards take off his mask he's like oh, i am the king and they're yeah. like what the king and the prince yeah. and, and, the, and then the no king servants. goes i got rid of everyone because they don't make me happy 
Oh yeah, that's, that's what he right. Says. That's why that's why the castle's empty because he's like none of them make me happy. Yeah, and you know, like right off the bat, there's something wrong with the king. The way they draw him, he's just real creepy. And then the son, who's voiced by Jeff Bridges, he's just like really shiny and handsome. He's like anything you need, and just like noble. But you know, off the bat, something's wrong with the king. And then like Nathan was saying, he pops up everywhere where uh, the, where Lady yeah. Amalfia is like watching the ocean. He'll just, you, the camera will span and he's just standing like in the corner, <laughs> like watching her. It's yeah. just to let you know that there's a bad guy kind of there, like this over overlord sort of. That's what the vibe that I got. Mm-hmm. There's this overlord uh, there that's sort of being like. Well, he's like fascinated by her because he's like, you might make me happy. Stay a while and right. let me watch you from the other balconies. It's this threat. Like <laughs> yeah. now she's stuck there like a. Uh, Almost like a prisoner, but yeah. they're happy to have a place. And yeah, so, um, yeah. the magician, what's what's his name again? Schmendrick. Schmeagle. Oh, yeah. Schmeisenheimer. He replaces the wizard that the king has there. There's a very brief scene where that where the king's like, come out here, my wizard that I've had. You bore me. Get lost. But he was a good wizard. (laughs) He's very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, yeah, I've seen powerful wizard stuff. Maybe I'll like a buffoon doing magic. Yeah, or no, he's, yeah. he says, like, maybe I'll try an incompetent one. I mean, yeah. there's, like, a lot of, like, big words. If this was made for children, they kind of missed the mark. Like, yeah. <laughs> I kept thinking that. I was like, this, I can't see this working with kids. But, but I don't know, it was the 80s. Maybe they had smart kids. I don't know. <laughs> but, um. And the lady, what's her name? Molly? 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 Mm-hmm. Molly. She Molly like, gets to stay at the castle too. Yeah, so Molly's there. Like, so you see, she turns into a cook. Yeah, she's like working in the kitchen, and there's a cat with an eye patch and a peg leg. It's a pirate a cat. <laughs> it is a pirate, and he talks. He cat. says "avast" quite a bit. Yeah. He has, a, he has that standard stereotypical pirate oh, it's so voice. Good. It's like, well, you'll be in the castle not for long then. A little earring. But I have a cat always speaks in riddles. Yeah. Yes, like of course they <laughs> do. Was so, and there was one part where like Molly picks up the cat and she's like petting him and he goes, <sighs> and he goes, Purr, that'd be nice. Oh, purr, that'd be the spot. <laughs> it was my favorite part of the whole movie. It's got a little peg leg. It wasn't really yes. a dynamic scene. Oh, oh, purr, purr, do that. Yes, that'd be nice. It's good. And yeah, he's chasing a ball around like he's still a cat. Yeah. Like, That's it's true. So funny. But he's talking like a seasoned pirate. But yeah. he is also giving them information that they need. The king has some kind of like skeleton, something that talks and gives clues to where the rest of the unicorns are. And they find that out from the cat. So that's helpful. So that becomes like the the next thing. They got to figure out where the skull is. So the magician's doing tricks all the while all this is happening. Molly talking to the cat. The prince is like falling in love with the unicorn or Lady Amalthea. And while she's a woman, she's forgetting that she's a unicorn. She has dreams and she wakes up. She's like, I don't want to remember these dreams. They're scary. I don't like them. Like she's forgetting who she is and she's kind of getting closer. And the prince prince does a bunch of stuff to try to impress her and she doesn't give up. 
um, rats behind about it. <laughs> yeah, he he's like, he goes, she kills a dragon. And he's like, oh, she didn't even care that I did that. Yeah, he brings her this yeah. like skin of a dragon. She's like, oh, uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm staring at the ocean still. Yeah, and then the the king's like, and I'm still staring at you. A balcony, yeah. a balcony up and over. <laughs> yeah, just like you <laughs> staring. It was so. It was so funny, actually, but it was done really well. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, I read a line that was too soon to share. But so we eventually find out that the king was behind everything. And he's like looking at her and she's, oh, Murphy. <laughs> the king says to her that he's the one that wanted all, that he saw a unicorn in the he saw unicorns in the forest one day and it made him happy so he wants to capture him also he's the one that sent the red bull and there's this like kind of scary scene where it's a spirit okay the bull is like an elephant it's huge and it's Super, like yeah like on fire yeah. and it like chases yeah. all the unicorns in the world into the ocean where he's at and they're so just he like, can watch them it's like a stamp collection to him Mm-hmm. That's so sad. I got all yeah. of my unicorns, and you can just stare at them in the ocean, but they don't drown. Yeah, they just sort of hang out there. They're magical, like in the waves. It's very interesting. And there was a shot earlier in the movie where there's narwhals, and I have heard some people say that that they like the unicorns just turn into narwhals. I'm like, mm. I'll take it. I, sure. <laughs> Sold. I, I will. I will say that when we got, when we got the reveal that the unicorns were chased into the water, I was very afraid to that we were going to learn that they all drowned and I was about to be like, do I have to mentally check out of this movie right yeah. now? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I was a little afraid of that, too. Yeah, I was like, I am not ready for this. Or I was afraid that, you know, we were going to come back to the forest that she left and everything would be decimated. Like yeah. The scourge of the Shire all over again. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I knew that they can't because I had seen this movie years ago, so I knew that they came back. But yeah, when it got to that part, I was like, oh my God, like, this is really kind of like what you were talking about earlier, like mass extinction. This yeah. is, this is a heavy kind yeah. of movie for a child. If I, if I showed this to my niece, she would freaking cry. Like, mm-hmm. cause it was confusing cause they were in the ocean, but they were still alive. And it comes to the point where the only way to defeat the Red Bull is if Amalthea has to turn back into a unicorn. And she's like, no, I don't want to leave uh, Prince Lear because they're in love and she's like when i'm a unicorn i won't love you anymore but he says i'm a hero and all heroes know that which is a little boastful yeah that sometimes things have to happen in a certain way even if it's not what i want and so he's for her turning back into a unicorn but yeah well i'm a hero like he says (laughs) like chris said the voice acting it's disjointed well i'm a hero so this is what I must do. <laughs> what was it? Good job, Jeff. We'll cut that line's covered. Well, somebody had said, um, yes, the ocean is good. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> like yeah. He, she's looking at the ocean. She's like, I'm looking at the sea. And he goes, yes. Yes. What are you looking at? The sea. Ah, yes. The sea is always good. The ocean is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. There is some... And then at the beginning of the movie, there's like two guys riding in the forest. Like before you see the unicorn. They're like, we don't don't hunt in this part of the forest. And the other guy says, all right, let's turn back. Or he says, well, let's turn back. The other guy says, all right. And then they turn around and it's like, why were you even there in the first place? It was just like... There wasn't a lot of... It was just... It was an expedition trip. That's what they were hunting for. Yeah. It and was they started this whole thing. Exposition. Yeah, yes. 
yeah, the conversation yeah. as they were leaving started this whole thing. Yeah. The unicorn overheard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they had to have their exposition expedition. Ex- yes, that's- hey! yes. <laughs> Yep. So she gets so she's no longer human, and then she the the prince like he tries to walk in front of the bull and it distracts him. And the way he does it, he's like, Oh, I must step in. And he steps in front of the bull and puts both his arms fully out to his side. As a hero would. <laughs> yes. And it's like, what, what do you think's gonna happen? And then face down in the ground and then she like brings him back to life and then all the unicorns magically come out of the sea but it was still kind of a downer because she's a, like a lot of unicorns came out of the sea i was like surprised at yeah. thousands maybe yeah how many unicorns that guy had yeah. gathered up with his red bull and yeah. nobody got wings at the end no yeah. not with this red bull <laughs> so he was kicking people out of the castle as he was gathering unicorns in yeah the sea. he was like less people around me more unicorns out there for me to look at and it wasn't his son right no he mentioned how he just picked him up from a like Heaven. he had been abandoned on the on a doorstep and he was like i thought i'd pick this kid up and see if that made me happy for a while it did and it did for a time and then i got done with it yeah, and it was just yeah. like, what? Yeah. It was one of those things. Again, I don't think I'd want a child to watch this because a child would be like, are you done with me? Like, that would just yeah. like mess you up. As a yeah, kid. when you're 18, they're done think, with you. Your parents are done with you. Like, I think the, the lesson <laughs> in, in that part of it is for like people who are looking for other people to make them happy will never be happy. Yeah. So I like you, have, that. Yeah. you have to find it within yourself. Like, like how... Prince Lear found it with being a hero. He was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I make my own happiness and everything. But I thought that was a nice little lesson in there, too. And then Schmeagol and Molly kind of <laughs> ended up together. And Molly was married. She yeah. left her husband. Yeah. Which was weird. He seemed and, like a nice guy. Yeah. But they had their names carved into a tree and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had like a little army. And then she like sees the unicorn and she leaves him. Like oh, there's, there's, there's just a lot of twists in this movie oh also on the doggy <laughs> there's a okay so the the skeleton they have to get information from he like talks mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. way they get information from him is they barter with him and they say he says give me wine and they're like but you can't you're dead you can't taste anything and he goes oh but i remember what it <laughs> tastes like but you're dead you can't smell wine can't taste it but I remember. <laughs> and it's just, there's there's these things that, like, she's no longer a unicorn. She cries because she's human. Molly's like, why didn't you come to me when I was young? There's a lot of this, like, I remember when mm-hmm. and, like, being happy when. And kind of going along to, like, uh, that if you're hoping for other people to make you happy. Also, if you're, like, living in the past, that's, mm-hmm. that's just not going to. And I just think that would fly over a kid's head. There's just so many things in this and then when the end when the end comes there's like a line where the magician says someone's like well are you happy he goes i don't know men don't always know when they're happy which i thought was really good yeah i like that he followed that part up with but i think so that's true yeah, yeah, but, yeah I but i think so, so. yeah i think this is what it feels like but i think so yeah we're Not usually sad. wrong but maybe <laughs> so there's a part where like the unicorn saves him uh, the prince and then she like looks back she goes I remember you but then she still like runs away and the prince is like oh and 
and then she goes like back to her own little forest and yeah they're all getting together and they're getting ready to go their separate and ways and one of the best parts happens here <laughs> yeah and it's when the prince says he's never had friends before to schmuck and fall yep. and molly i will miss you i never had any friends before and then he leaves them yeah. for good. Yeah. Well, I've, I've never castle. had friends. Yeah. Because it was empty. And he's like, I've never had friends. And he, I have them now. Bye. Yeah. That yeah. part was, was rude. Because so when the battle happens, I forgot the whole castle like falls apart and falls in the ocean. And the king dies. And you're like, yay. But yeah, flash forward to the, oh, I've never had friends. And you're like, you've never had friends. But if his dad got rid of or the king got rid of all the servants. He's just been alone with this crazy man. And then he fell in love with a woman that was actually a unicorn. Like, yeah, he had a sad little existence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He could have, they could have gone on wonderful adventures as a trio rule of threes, but sure. instead he's just a, yeah, he rode off pretty quick. Yeah. I wonder if he was, he, you know, I mean, he's not a prince anymore. Prince of what? Yeah, exactly. So what empty you, castle. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. And he was adopted, so yeah, never was a prince. Probably not even officially. No, yeah, picked up. Picked up. <laughs> I was really hoping that he was gonna be turned into a horse or something, so he could kind of live with her. Yeah, like go at least live that's in the forest. Possible. That's what I. I mean, maybe that's too Disney. Well, for the whole he was world. riding a horse. He was that jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna go save the day somewhere else. He's yeah. he's the prince in another fairy tale somewhere. Yeah, maybe not an official being, prince, though. I mean, if he was, I mean, he could have been King Lear. Was, uh, I I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, did they have to pick Lear as the yeah. name? Like, but but overall, this is a really weird movie. Yeah, I'm glad I showed it to you guys. Yeah, it's very bizarre. I the music is something else. I feel like I need to listen to the soundtrack on its own <laughs> and see yeah. where it takes me. Oh, and then when I was asking you about your tattoo, you said when you were getting oh. it done, <laughs> the guy mentioned this movie. Yes, uh, quite a bit, actually. My um, <laughs> tattoo artist, his name is Mark, and he's wonderful. If you're listening, Mark, I'm going to talk about you now. Um, <laughs> he drew this design for me, Mark's and he like, was so. really stoked on this design. Uh, he posted it on his Instagram, and he was like really excited about it. And when he was um, putting it uh, in my skin, uh, he was like uh, to distract because hand tattoos hurt a lot and to distract me he was like singing like some songs and I was like what is this that he's singing like, this is so weird and he was like he was like have you not seen the last unicorn and he was like telling me about it and he was like so excited about it and he kept laughing and talking about it and now I get why because it's weird if uh -huh. I ever tell this like story to somebody else I will be laughing because how really? else do you tell this story? You just gotta watch it. Yeah. It's like, and that's what he was saying. He's like, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. And I haven't. And that was, that was like two years ago. Where, where <laughs> does Mark work? Uh, Chameleon Inc. In downtown Inc. Bellingham. Cool. Um, you should Shout you out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's great. He's done all my work except for one. Oh. Did, did you say he talked about the butterfly or no? I don't think he talked about the butterfly. If he did, I don't remember. But he for sure was singing the songs. <laughs> so there's awesome. some odd songs in that. I don't even know how you can remember the lyrics to those songs. Because it just seemed like they were all over the place. Yeah, yeah he yeah. watches a lot. He must. It's but, a, it, yeah, it's a strange But movie. he fully acknowledged that it's a pretty weird movie. But he said it was really fun. Yeah. And he was not wrong. It was fun. 
I was, that makes it, I was like, oh, good. I picked a good one. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that this one was the one to watch because it's just so hard. You know, I'm really glad that she wasn't the last one, though. That was the best part for me is I, she was happy. Yeah, but none of them were around her at the end. I know. The whole path home, vacant of any of them. None of them stuck around. None of them were there. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a little. <laughs> Thank alone you for beginning us, Anything like that. Yeah. Like birth metaphor. Come into this world alone. Don't know. Didn't yeah. like it. Yeah, when it ended, I kept saying I wanted there to be just a few like in her forest, but the whole point of the story with oh, oh, he's gonna get his head stuck. He's trying to get his ear. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like she set out to find more just to see to sort of validate for herself that there's more out there, there's yeah. others. Just that community, and it felt like she, didn't she was it. alone in the end. I think her yeah. main drive was, what if they need my help? And they did. And so she, That's I think true. she accomplished what she, because she went her yeah. whole life before not being lonely. She was like, Oh, am I right? Am I really the last one? I need to. Yeah, better help. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Because check that out. That's what those guards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, we're immortal. How can she questions it? Right. Yeah. She's like, I mean, we can be hunted and killed and stuff, but we live forever otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And make forests have eternal springs. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that? No. She said that. Yeah, oh, yeah, because the, the leaves the, never fall. Yeah, the guy oh. on the way in was like, the leaves never fall in this forest. It's an eternal spring. Cool. Because the unicorn is here. Miss that. We shall not hunt here, though. Let's go. Yeah, any, All right. whenever the unicorn is here, we will find no game. Then why did you come here? Yeah, this yeah. guy's like full of knowledge about it. He's like, ah. <laughs> he knew about it. He knew the story that needed to unfold. Uh, I just needed to take you on my exposition expedition. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, I have one thing to add about the animated pieces and then later Pixar. <laughs> like in kids movies, so this this last unicorn movie is for adults and kids because it's a cartoon. But I found that there's a lot of uh, nuggets of truth or good life advice that are peppered out through kids movies that like mm-hmm. um, I was watching Frozen 2 because I had Disney Plus at the beginning of the quarantine and there is some good life advice in that. Like it's whether it's the snowman or one of the princesses, they'll say things that if you really think about it and apply it, your life will be better. <laughs> so look for those when you're watching an animated movies and check out The Last Airbender. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. We'll, have, oh, we'll have to talk about that in another one. That's a good one. Yeah, it's I gotta get Megan to watch that one. You've sure. seen them all? I've seen them all. Oh yeah. my and, goodness! Uh, and Let's uh, have some tea. <laughs> the terrible movie. And no, well, I saw the terrible movie and the one with uh, what's her name, the the new Avatar. Oh, Legends of Korra. Korra, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that. Those are those are great. Okay. Yeah. So I have got some. Like, okay, he's got homework. Yeah, I'm, I'm into <laughs> it though, and I like I just like looking for that because as a as a child, I would just watch for the you know, colorful pictures and then the characters in it. But they're, they are actually saying some good things in some of them. <laughs> so, you know, check out Disney if you haven't been exposed to it. <laughs> yeah, Disney, it's spelled D-I-S-N-E-Y. That's for everyone. Uh, check that out sometime. And now it comes in plus. <laughs> yeah. No, no I, I would agree with you. I think you have to have some of that kind of like important content or it's just, if it's just like, you know, 
yay and nothing bad ever happens it's like oh great i just yeah. let my kids watch this and there's like right. there's no deepness to it yeah you know? and then like metaphors later and then you look at other people's thoughts and you're like oh mm-hmm. maybe there, there's like a, a reservoir of entertainment here depending yeah on you want to look i think if i when i go back and i watch things that i watched when i was younger I'm either like more impressed by them or I'm like, oh, this is really meant for children. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's in it in The Last Unicorn. I mean, I think Cecily was on top of all of those for sure. You were coming up with all of those different points of like, well, life lesson here. Yeah. <laughs> Pointing them out. Yeah. I like analyzing things. Yeah. And good job. No, yeah. it, was, it was it was good. I did find there was there was a lot of longing for what once was. And I think they showed it in a way where it's like, maybe don't do that. You're going to be miserable. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. good. Like, if you've seen the point down, my Uncle Rico is like, oh, we're yeah. not playing football <laughs> in high school. Hell of an arm. Well, it looks like that is a wrap. Yeah, about half an hour. Yeah. Oh, a hundred. No, <laughs> an hour and 22 Oh, well, I'll edit that out to make myself sound smart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys for joining. This is super fun. This is is good. Awesome. And we'll see you next time on Folklore Friday. Goodbye. Bye. So we're on a walk with Cecily Nathan, and we all realized that we didn't talk about the the tree from the last unicorn. Purple tree. Because the tree had, like Cecily said, it was a phallic tree for one, and then two, it had ginormous boobs. It got turned into a boob tree. Yeah, it came. Yeah. Oh, that's it right. It came alive at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And almost and almost suffocated. Schmendrick, uh, he got uh, it. Needles. Yeah. <laughs> he was like jammed between these two giant boobs. And Chris, you were saying how it was juxtaposed. It was very juxtaposed to what everything else was going on, even though everything else was pretty insane, also. <laughs> But then there was this extra insane part that was very sexual and weird. It yeah. was it stood alone as sort of a very suggestive piece. And yeah, it had no point. And there was at no point else in the movie was there anything that made me even slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> that made me extremely uncomfortable for an extended amount of time. It had to have been a four minute scene. Yeah. Yeah, there was, was like dialogue. Minutes. He was trying yeah. to get out and he was like, What are you doing? Oh, and she was like, yeah, it got fixed and we never heard anything about it. Turned back again. into a tree. Never, yeah, never was brought happened. up again. I like when I think about scenes like that, I also think someone was in a boardroom and they were like, How about this? And they pitched that idea and it took multiple people to go, Yeah, sounds good. And on top of that, storyboards, and then on top of that, someone had to draw those cells hundreds of times. Yeah. Somebody went Movies. through those storyboards and those cells slowly, painstakingly looking <laughs> at that tree boobs. They didn't have to draw much Mendrick either. And they didn't, yeah, <laughs> he was side of his head. Giant. Yeah, just tree. Okay. Like, I don't know who agreed to do that, but it was what? absolutely ridiculous. What was that movie rated? That rated? I think it was PG, but remember it was the 80s. So, yeah, PG in the 80s would probably be. Like, 16 Candles was made in the 80s, and, and there's a full, like, boob frontal of this girl in the shower in high school. It's, wait, no, 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 it's PG-13, oh, okay. but that's well, just, like, an example of, like, now that would be R, yeah. R-rated in the U.S. I and so, the I'm sh- because there was no 
nipple action. I think the tree boobs was fine, but it was very strange. I wonder what else got cut out that maybe would make that have more sense. Like get to the storyline, right? Yeah. Like she gave like that cut if that got kept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, my little strangelings. I hope you join us next time. Scare you later.